Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is March 19th. It is time for the Fightful.com WWE Raw post show. Of course, we have SmackDown. We have post-pay-per-view shows. Now I'm doing a midweek show, usually in the wee hours of Wednesday night, Thursday morning, where I cover uh, NXT 205 Live, Ring of Honor, New Japan. This week will be a very special edition with Strong Style Evolved coming up this Sunday. By the way, post-show after that. I will have... uh, Adam Hangman Page on the show. So uh, he'll be joining us for a few minutes on there. You'll see part of that on the list in your boy as well. Lots of cool stuff this week. Also, uh, the latest Wikipedia fact check with Jack Swagger is up. His full interview is also up as well. If you've never checked out Wikipedia fact check, uh, quite honestly, Wikipedia is often bullshit. And you will find that out on Wikipedia fact check. Myself and Anna Bauer also have uh, the first of a WrestleMania series of alternate commentary. This one covering the WrestleMania six match between Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior. It is a good time. Also, I released the full Mason Ryan interview that I did recently. So check that out. Lots of exclusives, lots of new stuff over at fightful.com. You'll hear me plug in that fightful wrestling weekly that drops on Friday. Our buddies over at pro wrestling unlimited do a cool video on that as well, but I am joined tonight by one Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, doing well. Um, uh, that was a interesting episode of Monday Night Raw, which we will get to over the course of the next hour or so. Uh, whew! Ups and downs, my friend. Ups and downs. Man, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because usually the the prevailing thought from me for raw is that the wrestling in the ring is pretty good and everything else isn't so hot tonight it was the complete opposite Hmm. i thought that the wrestling was by and large garbage but a lot of the character building things for this show were were pretty good kurt angle starts off the show interrupted by a suspended roman reigns who says he is not leaving until he faces brock lesnar who is reportedly late u.s marshals are sent out U.S. Marshals, Alex. Yeah. No, they were all wearing Roman Reigns vests, too. So you knew they were all very serious about their business. Now, you know, I am not that up on duties of individual 
law enforcement agencies. But I get the feeling this this isn't in the U.S. Marshals' job description. No, usually they're sent after like fugitives from law and whatever. And that's the whole thing is that uh, Roman Reigns was the opposite of a fugitive. He wasn't leaving. He was staying right there where he wasn't supposed to be. I'm pretty sure you could hire like, you know, security or you could call like the Dallas PD. But U.S. Marshals, I, I know like... The Texas Rangers are a thing. Yes, like not the bas- not the baseball team, but like they're well, they, they are also a thing. Yes, but like there's a separate thing where like like within Texas, there's the Rangers, which you don't mess with. But the U.S. March, I think somebody kind of got their wires crossed on well, the. We didn't get Nolan Ryan. No, nope. and we sure as hell didn't get Tommy Lee Jones. We did not, because Tommy Lee Jones would not have settled for that shit. But Roman Reigns rightfully fought back. He's like. Bitch, am I being detained? Because if not, I'm gonna kick your ass. So he he he. That's the thing is he was being detained. Well, uh, he was being arrested for unlawful uh, criminal trespass. They didn't read him his Miranda rights. They were, and he interrupted them and Come said, on. "I'll save you the time." And just no, there me. was that guy. The the funniest was the guy behind his back. That's like, no. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, give it up. I get it. You're trying to get your lines in. Yeah. But build yeah. to this spot. Don't just sit there and try to get your shit in, buddy. Yeah. He's yeah. not listening to you. Yeah. You're not the character that he's paying attention to. Yeah. So uh, Roman Reigns beats the brakes off of these jabrones real bad. And then Lesnar's music hits. And Lesnar beats up Roman Reigns with a chair Hits an F5. He comes back for more a couple times, including tossing over a stretcher. I liked this opening segment, except for the U.S. Marshals. They could have had goddamn Paw Patrol written on the back, and uh, it would have made more sense to me. Mm-hmm. This did seem like Strowman Lesnar light, and that's not a terrible thing, because even Strowman Lesnar or Strowman uh, Reigns light yeah. is pretty damn good. But this. I like this. It made sense that Brock Lesnar would do this. I mean, why not? And it makes sense in WWE's idea of let's try to get Roman Reigns cheered. Yeah. <laughs> let's stop it at nothing to get yeah. this to happen. What'd you think? Um, well, predictably, I kind of hated it. Um, it. There's there's a lot of things you can do to get a guy over in a way. Like, for, for example... You, somebody, I was having a, not an argument, but a discussion with somebody on Twitter about this segment. And they were like, well, I've always kind of thought that, like, you know, you can do whatever you want in wrestling and, and the authority really can't touch you. And like, well, okay, fine. Like, I, I get that when somebody else brought up, well, you didn't complain when Braun dropped the whole scaffolding with a grappling hook on, on Brock and Kane. Like, well, yes, because... Those are all employees of the WWE and they settle that stuff in house and sometimes in the ring. And that's how they settle those matters. Once you introduce outside law enforcement, I mean, ostensibly you're telling us that that's what this is. You bring them in and they arrest um, Roman Reigns on a very real charge. He's suspended, not supposed to be there, criminal trespass. And he violently resists arrest. Like at that point, (laughs) like, like, He's supposed to be in jail. Like, like that's a thing. My here's how I would have switched this around to make it make sense. You have those same guys come in and arrest Reigns, and Reigns be like, "Okay, did, you know what? Fine. I know you're just doing your job. 
I'm going to be out in five minutes and I'll be back here. That kind of thing. I'll just post bail and I'll come back. And as he's being let out, that's when Brock's music hits. And Brock takes out the three guys and then takes out Reigns. Then he's the villain who's destroyed everybody. And you don't have Reigns being the good guy who flipped out for no reason and started throwing bows at, you know, U.S. Marshall's finest. It was just a weird thing of like, I'm, am I supposed to cheer for this guy who's violent throw, violently throwing temper tantrums? I mean, fine, whatever. I guess I am because it's WWE. But there's no way a guy who does that doesn't wind up in front of a judge <laughs> and then in jail but in, on April 8th. You know what I mean? So figure out a way of doing this so you're not Well, I mean, I, there's a pretty easy explanation. They have a WrestleMania goddamn main event to... Sure, right. So so will WWE press charges? I don't know. Will those badass U.S. Marshals? So the U.S. Marshals are going to press charges. So these guys are going to press charges. Kurt Angle next week needs to say, do you know how much it costs the McMahon family to get you out of this? And you know what? If he does that, I'll forgive everything that happened. Sure. But, but, but we're not going to do that big <laughs> And I see a lot of people saying, well, why is Lesnar scared of Reigns now? I didn't get this as Reigns, as Lesnar being scared. No. He's just a dick. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. Like, somebody also tweeted this, and I know this is not at all the build they're doing. But if it was, if Braun's music came out, Hit and he came out like that would have been an all time level, like Austin. Come on, Austin Come on. different no, programs. Stop shoehorning him in. I'm, I'm saying if that's what they were going to do, there also somebody said, Where's Seth Rollins? Like, does, does Roman have zero friends backstage? Like, yeah. none. Because later, Seth Rollins saves Finn Balor's ass, but he <laughs> can't be bothered to save Roman, his brother. Ah, whatever. We just there don't was... think about things. Well. Supposedly, Lesnar and Reigns go to war at WrestleMania. And you can go to war by playing Wartime X. This show is brought to you by Wartime X. Head over to Facebook. You can play the game over there. It combines war and poker. Check it out. It's a good time. It's also available in the Apple Store. Make sure you give it a gander. If you want to sponsor us for the WrestleMania show, we do have some sponsor slots open. Contact me. My email is on my uh, Twitter page. We have some great deals, some package deals for that weekend, too. And you can have your ad read on the Fightful.com podcast. We get a pretty good video recap of this Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James beef. Uh, WWE was on fire with their video packages tonight. Yeah, I I, uh, I like the um, I like the one we're going to talk about later, the, the, the Ronda oh, Rousey one. We'll I, I love that one. But I mean, this is this is what you do for 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 um, WrestleMania. You know, you have a lot of people who are showing up to watch Raw for the for the six weeks leading up to Mania because all they watch is Mania. So you're trying to give them a shot. The thing is, I remember what happened last week. So anytime you show me your recaps of last week, I just kind of tune out. I don't know if they're any good or not. I'm not really watching because I have a memory that lasts longer than seven days. But I understand why you're doing this. And they, they usually are very well put together. But if they're if your recaps are like, remember this thing that happened seven days ago? I'm like, yes, I do. And I, and I don't pay attention. <laughs> so Alexa Bliss comes out and cuts a fairly predictable promo where she apologizes to Nia Jax, then says that she wished she, she had done it sooner. Says that she feels a 300-pound weight lifted off of her. This 
has drawn some mixed reactions. Personally, I like social and political issues to a degree addressed on this show because I want my wrestling show to mirror other shows. I want it to mirror society. Uh, I know that some people would rather not, and they want it to be a complete escape from society and politics, and I get that too. So uh, to, to each their own. I will say that it is funny that Corey Graves is always making Mean Girls references because for the last year, Anna Bauer was saying that that's exactly how they booked the women, Alex. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, especially here when you have Mickey James, who somebody is going to have to tell me if she like had a head trauma or something and woke up a heel. I don't understand because now she's got super crazy wall of hair. She looks like I, I, I don't I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> she looks like a villainess in a 1980s sci-fi movie. Like it's just it's fantastic. I, I she's. The transformation she has made since she was Wonder Woman in the Elmerson Chamber is amazing. I, I I don't know what she's going to have an eye patch next week. Like she's just getting more and more evil. She does um, always switch it up. Yeah, she does. Um, and yeah, Alexa Bliss. There was this thing that people thought that you know, can you really think of her as a heel because she's so small? You know, like people who like, I want the heels to always be physically imposing. Um, well, sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. Um, in this case, um, she's a heel because she's an awful human being. Yes. And you root for her to get her butt kicked. And that's the way it all, even if the guy is big or small, whatever, through the, through the course of wrestling history, the, the, the best heels have been people who you really, really hated. And and in this case, like the, some of the stuff she was saying was just awful. Especially when you, if you paid attention at all over the course of the last you know year or so to Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss's uh, Instagram and social media, like these two are always hanging out together outside of the ring. So if you think that that was all there. Um, and you think and you hear what Alexa saying tonight as I was using her and I never really liked her. It, it actually cuts a lot deeper if you've been following them as actual in real life off out of the ring best friends. Um, and this kind of it just it feels bad. It feels icky to like have her say that kind of thing, those kind of things about this, this person um, and somehow is turning Nia Jax who, you know, it, uh, w- w- the, the equivalent of, I guess, if Nia Jax is Braun Strowman, that, then what? Like, uh, Alexa Bliss is Brian Kendrick? Like, how, how much bigger is, like, it's a huge difference. Um, so you make me really want to see Nia Jax just beat the brakes off of Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania, which is an interesting tactic, and it's working. This match, it was not that great. It was basic expected work from Bliss and Alexa, or Bliss and Asuka, until after the second commercial. Uh, Bliss counters a suplex with a nice infrared. There's an ankle lock that sends Bliss for a powder. She walks out, because why wouldn't she? Depending on what how long this started into the first commercial, this went between 10 to 14 minutes. And you know, what? what more did you expect or ask? could you ask for out of this? However, Nia Jax runs out and gives chase, catching and attacking Mickey James. She then chases Alexa from ringside. Alexa complains to Kurt Angle. He's not having any of it. 
says that Alexa should be a role model. I love that about his his role because, yeah, and he cited the fact that he had kids, he had girls at home that would look up to Alexa. Books Nia versus Alexa for the title at WrestleMania. Given the matches we have right now, and I mean, WWE.com has Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, like definitively on the show booked. That would make 11 matches, I think 12 maybe now. Yeah. I'd be cool if this one went about three to four minutes and was a squash. Yeah. I think that tells most of the story. And and I'll explain why I would like for this to be a squash. But there were 13 minute or matches on last year's show. Only one went under like nine minutes or two went under nine minutes and 40 seconds. We'll talk about more later. But this added to the show. They had to get the Raw Women's Championship on the show. What do you think about it? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is what they should be doing for this. Um, provided that we get a real uh, use of Sasha and Bailey, um, they have to be on this show doing something significant, not just one eliminates the other from the battle royal. You know, five minutes in, like it's got to be something really significant because they deserve a major spotlight here. Um, but if this is how you're going to get the title on Nia and let her have uh, a, a sizable reign for a little bit through the spring, cool. Um, uh, this match, the Oscar Alexa match, having it here was like one of those things. Like, well, yeah, but you're not going to have Alexa lose to Oscar as Oscar's going to SmackDown. And you're definitely not going to have Alexa beat Asuka. So this was this ended the only way it could. Um, and it always makes me wonder uh, why, in the case of this, where Alexa could just leave at any moment, um, I guess she wants to prove that she can beat Asuka. But like three minutes in, she knows she's not gonna. So she should just leave then, as opposed to waiting until she almost gets her ankle snapped. It's always one of those moments where if you were just going to leave voluntarily, then just do it whenever because there's no consequences, which is, which is why I always feel like they should, you know, really point up the fact that if you lose, if you win by disqualification, you know, if you lose by disqualification or whatever, uh, that's you get a sizable deduction in your pay for that night, you know, like something. There's got to be a, 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 a reason why you wouldn't, if you're the champ and a heel, just refuse to wrestle. You know what I mean? I understand like you want to have the action for the people, but give them, give me a reason why they're doing that. Otherwise, it doesn't do any of them I, I, either of them any favors, because Oscar had to sell way too much for Alexa. If Alexa isn't a threat, and that's why she's going to SmackDown, and Alexa just well, I don't know that uh, she said that Alexa wasn't a threat. Well, I mean, okay, the the bigger challenge yes. is that by far the the bigger challenge is to go over and play and wrestle. Charlotte, which is unarguable to me, but to prove that, so um, you know, I don't know. It, it it just it felt weird just to have the match here. Sure. Like I I want Oscar on SmackDown. Well, She's I think that that's where we're headed, and that's why they did this. Okay, so so that she I don't want Oscar to appear on Raw ever again until Mania. She should be a SmackDown only from here on out until Mania. Braun Strowman comes out and says that he wants to compete for the tag team titles all by himself. However, before this show. Kurt Angle appeared on YouTube, Twitter, whatever the hell they'd used, and said that he has to find a partner. Cesaro and Sheamus follow and say that a great team lives together, trains together, eats together, sleeps together. Ha, ha, which, ha. 
which gets a big reaction. Now, is dumb shit like that more on the crowd or the talent that know that the crowd is going to react to it? Because if you know that the crowd is going to react to it, why wouldn't you say it? Oh, that stupid line, like about yeah. together. Well, well. Here's the thing. I mean, what was it's... what was the one Rudy Tooty booty that oh, Jericho yeah. did yeah. for a while? Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, Rudy Tooty booty was a terrible was a terrible catchphrase. Throwing in throwing in a meaningless homophobic joke that you know the Texas crowd is going to get on them for is not the talent's fault. And it's not the crowd's fault. The crowd's going to react to it. That is, that is the crowd's fault. It's the writer's fault. Well, no, but like I, I firmly understand that a wrestling crowd is definitely going to react to that in that way. Don't give it to them to react to. It's just stupid. Like it's unnecessary. Whatever. Strowman runs Cesaro into the rails. Uh, ends up getting posted hard. We see that corkscrew upper to uppercut from Cesaro for the first time in a while because he hasn't busted that out a lot since he's been a heel. It's good for a one count. Strowman runs over Sheamus outside the ring. Power slams Cesaro for a win. That's all, folks. <laughs> That's all we got on that one. Uh, I guess uh, I'll ask you, do we find out who Strowman's partner is before WrestleMania? I don't think so. I hope not. I I, I want it to be something. I don't know. This is the thing. Um, I don't want him to have a partner. I think it ruins the whole thing. I think that there is so much more creative fun you could do with Braun Strowman wrestling the bar in a handicap match that is hotly contested that you think he might lose and then he wins. And then you could do a lot. You can do so much. Have him do an open challenge. Any two guys in the back, come out here. I'll beat you both at the same time. And then he does for like six weeks until, I don't know, the offensive of pain show up, somebody to actually, to actually beat him. That's way more interesting than having him pick Elias because, you know, he beat up Elias and now they're going to join forces. Okay, fine. Or somebody was speculating James Ellsworth comes back, which, you know, that'd be fun and everything, but it's really, that's, that means you have Braun Strowman go from being inconsequential in the battle Royal last year to now wrestling a comedy match because that match with, with James Ellsworth involved becomes all about James Ellsworth and his comedy hiding from the bar. Or somebody said, which I actually kind of like is have it like basically that he and big show respect each other so much that you have big show nah, come back. Big, big show ain't ready. I know. I, I, I wish he was. Um, uh, he might not be ready again. New yes. hip. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't want it to be Elias. It's too, it's too easy. It's there's so much more you can do with him being that, the single tag team champions holder until you get it, you can transition it from the bar to somebody else who can hold it for a while. As Damn. long as you know, but I'm hoping to see what they come up with. We get a really, really cold intro to revival versus Titus worldwide within a minute. Michael Cole is saying that Titus desperately needs to make a tag to Apollo Cruz. Apollo gets that tag and gets a nice standing moonsault. He flips off of dash and rolls up Dawson for a two. Dash takes out Titus. Apollo takes down Wilder. These two teams, I thought, were not on the same page. It was kind of clunky, just not either's best work. Eventually, a blind tag that Apollo had to kind of wait on for a while hits, and then he gets shatter machined. Revival win. Then they officially enter the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. They say they'll be the first tag team to win that. 
more than this match, because this match was a, it was a 2011 pre-three-hour WWE Raw tag team match. This is if you want a two-hour Raw show, these are the types of matches you're probably going to be getting out of a two-hour Raw show in the future. But the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, coming back after this, we'll speak a little bit about the Moolah situation, but. What do you think? Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We got a lot. that They say it'll be the first team. I wouldn't mind seeing some other teams saying, no, we'll be the first team to do it. And that at least gives you room for those teams to enter. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just want them to do something with it and make it something. Cause you had Mojo win it, but really it wasn't Mojo winning it. It was Rob Gronkowski winning it. Um, and then you had Mojo start a mini feud with Jinder Mahal and beat Jinder Mahal soundly several times over the next month before they got it in their heads to make Jinder Mahal champion of the world. Um, and then Mojo can barely ever get on TV now, even after he turned on his partner and turned heel and had great promos on his cell phone. Like, they don't really do anything with the winner of it. Like, even Baron Corbin, like, won it, but... He didn't really do anything with it until after a, a full year after he had won it, like after it was somebody else's then. Um, I just want it to be taken seriously in some way. Um, and it's a weird thing that they used the revival to formally announce that it was coming back because there was some because they hadn't actually really announced it yet. Um, I, I Before we get away from it for too far, I did want to mention, I didn't get a chance to say this. The Braun Strowman-Cesaro match shows is, is, is a proof to me of the kinds of matches you could have with Braun Strowman as a champion. Like you can like Cesaro is a fantastic singles competitor and having him in a match with Braun Strowman was like, wow, this guy, he really is the, the guy. Like he was selling for Cesaro, came back, had a great counter into his finisher. One, two, three, he's out. Like that's great matches you can have with him. This thing was, I didn't even know why it was on the, on TV, this revival and um, Titus worldwide thing until they mentioned the battle Royal at the end. I, I honestly, I didn't know why I even got two minutes. So last week, uh, much of the controversy surrounding Fabulous Moolah really, really hit WWE. And I had reported that Snickers on the morning that the name was changed was very upset. And it's so funny. I said last week, I didn't think I'd ever use my Cindy Lopper source. Didn't think I'd use a Snickers source anytime soon. That's what happened. They got hundreds, if not thousands, of tweets, emails, calls, uh, messages uh, on their contact form, and they were not happy about it. I was I was told that they had no clue about the history of Moolah before this. I was also told that multiple people went to Vince McMahon and said, this is going to get you blowback. And one of the people, they were both backstage uh, employees, not wrestlers, said that it's ironic that Vince McMahon has us push social media so much because he doesn't understand the blowback that so many of these decisions will get on social media. I'll have more about it in this Friday's uh, Fightful Wrestling Weekly, but I have uh, the some more information about the Snickers side of things on Fightful.com. You can go back in the in the archives and check that out. So when your sponsor, your main sponsor's pissed off, Changes are going to be made, and that is exactly what happened. And they went with the uh, WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, which, hey, the absence of of her name is much better than the existence of her name. And occasionally you'll have those 
quite frankly, pardon my French, fucking weirdos that pop up and seem to equate accused drugging and accused rape of some sort of political thing. Like, to me, I didn't know that was red or blue. Didn't know that was elephant and donkey. Thought that was just decent and not decent type of thing. Uh, There's one particular weirdo who's trying real hard to act like this stuff never happened, despite the numerous claims and even article clippings of Mula's daughter at 15 saying that Mula forced her to wrestle after she had an appendectomy and didn't pay her. (laughs) Didn't pay her. Stiffed her own underage daughter on pay after she wrestled following surgery. Alex, I want your your thoughts on this situation. Well, my thoughts were um, that I, I honestly didn't think that uh, WWE, that the, the WWE universe, that the fans were going to get anything done. Because I didn't think that, that because Vince, if not the whole WWE, has proven that they don't listen to their fans about a lot of stuff. But you know who does? Snickers. And you know who WWE listens to? Snickers. Because yeah. sponsors, because the whole thing is that's what we've we've proven time and time again in this country and in, with this company that money is what talks. And yes. if you if you can if you can get the money to talk by by your threatening to boycott stuff or whatever, then that's what's going to get change. Um, I had a lot but, of people that were messaging me too. They're like, "Why don't you go off every time Austin's on TV?" And I said, "Because I did like eight years ago. I wrote about it at length. Like every single time he's on TV." I'm not going to give it the same amount of coverage that I did prior. Also, Mula, as a piece of shit, deserves her time to shine. Just because she did something that's getting attention doesn't mean that we have to say, oh, hey, hey, everybody else in wrestling, and that's that's what happens so often. You hear, why why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you bringing attention to this? Mm -hmm. Well, I will when the time comes. Uh, Insinuating that, I mean... WWE didn't know that Enzo Amore was involved in a sexual assault allegation until Fightful emailed them. Right. And they're like, the fuck's going on, playboy? Yeah. So, if- I mean, it's not like we shy away from that type of thing. Mula deserves her time to shine as a big piece of shit. Yeah. If, if your argument ag- uh, against why we shouldn't be naming... Uh, Women empowering battle royals about women pimping by uh, naming them for women pimping fabulous moolah. If your argument begins with, yeah, well, but what about then you've lost the argument already. That's it. Like, and, and, and if your argument, in in my opinion, if your argument about anything starts with, yeah, well, but what about you've lost. I, Done. I, I just kind of, I just kind of tune you out because we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about that, we'll have a discussion about that at some other time. But right now, we're talking about this. So let's talk about this. And about this is fabulous moolah should never been attached to this thing. And my favorite thing about this is you know they were planning this thing for months and they already got that damn trophy made, and now they got to figure out a way to like. Have a brand new one made, I'm sure, at a great cost. Or, like, try and sandblast that thing so it doesn't resemble a human trafficker. Exactly. And I saw our uh, 
one of our weekday content creators and Pat Fannin going with somebody who's like innocent until proven guilty. And he's like, yeah, but that doesn't apply to naming a battle Royal on a pay-per-view after somebody. We're not, we're not trying about, <laughs> we're not trying to put the dead fabulous moolah in prison. We're not going to exhume moolah. And like have a taxidermy <laughs> stuff her and then put her in Rikers or anything. That's not what's going on. Oh, uh, man. So Sasha Banks comes out, says that she doesn't want to run away from her problems with Bailey. Bailey says that she can't stop thinking about Elimination Chamber and how easy it was for Sasha to attack her in the way she did. And then Sasha seems to indicate that they are entering the the women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. I truly hope that is a swerve. Yeah. Because this is a match, a rare women's match, that has a natural build. Everybody knows about their NXT history. Like, almost everybody who sees them on screen knows about it because it's been brought up. Also, they've done this frenemy bullshit for months and months and months, and I had a lot of people saying... What about SummerSlam? And I said, I don't want frenemy bullshit for five months. I don't want that for five, four months. I would rather them pull the trigger on this now, next week, even. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And go into WrestleMania 10 to 15 minutes. As I mentioned last year, 13 matches on the WrestleMania card. Two of them got less than 9 minutes 40 seconds. One of which was Lesnar Goldberg. There are matches like that that don't need a lot of time. Alexa, Nia is one of them. If WWE has any semblance of mercy on my soul, Rude versus Mahal versus Orton will be also one of those matches that is very, very quick. This match was... Uh, absolution defeating Bailey and Sasha Banks. The only real notes I had were when you see mounted punches like Mandy Rose's, you start to learn why WWE does dumb zoom trickery. She was not very good in this match. Uh, I did think that she had a good drop kick, the nice abdominal stretch, but then she poorly broke up a pin where she jumped all the way to the opposite side of where she was to break it up. Sonya gets a win with an awesome kick, though. I thought that looked really, really great. And this is after some miscommunication that led to Bailey not getting a pin that she should have got. So here's the frenemy situation. I'm really hoping the trigger is pulled. I saw some people saying that, well, maybe they're the last two in the Battle Royal. And I'm thinking, 
Yeah, but every time it seemed like they would go that route. You have somebody, you have Mark Henry in Dallas. Why can't he win a, a battle royal? You have Braun Strowman getting a good push. Why can't he win a battle royal? You have Ms. Dow and Miz in the middle of a hot angle. Why can't one of them win the battle royal? Uh, even when Cesaro won, they immediately reversed course yep. on his babyface run. Okay. The match, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. This wasn't much of a match. What do you think about Sasha and Bailey? Uh, very recently, in the last, last few days, the WWE themselves ranked the best women's matches in their history. You know what number one was? Bailey and Sasha take over Brooklyn. One of the best WWE matches I've ever seen. Absolutely. Fe- male or female. Um, but they did that. They are telling you, hey, go check out this match on the network if you haven't seen it yet. Um, maybe you want to do some research uh, on your own about the feud these two had uh, before they were best friends. Um, so that, I'm hoping, they're saying to you so that you're prepared for when we announce this as a match and that you can actually go back and watch this stuff and we can point you to it. Um, Because the whole thing about the WWE is they were like, uh, Vince has said like he doesn't expect the the, the fans to have a memory longer than like six weeks, which is why they reuse angles over and over and over and over again. But with the network, um, they don't, they don't, they can, they can have a memory that lasts forever. You can say, Hey, didn't Cena and Undertaker like have a, a whole long feud like over the U.S. title where this is back when Cena was thugonomics and he went into a graveyard and he pissed all over a headstone and said the Undertaker was gay. That was weird, right? Let's go back and watch that. And you can. And it gives you weird context to what's going on now. So you can do this and you can say, Bailey and Sasha, they have all these great matches. Go back and watch them. Aren't you excited now to watch them fight at WrestleMania? And I am. I want to see that because I know their history. If you don't and you have the network, for God's sake, go back and watch their history. The thing I was said was like, man, just have them, have them work the last 10 minutes of the Battle Royal. I'm like, ha ha, <laughs> if you think the Women's Battle <laughs> Royal is going longer than 12 and a half minutes in total, I got some news for you because it just, it just ain't. Um, so uh, to I, be honest I, with you, it shouldn't either. No, it shouldn't. Not I, with, I, not with the build that a lot of those women have had. No, I, I, I would love for that to be a thing, but I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, so I, 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 I see the value possibly in doing the re the reset on the raw after mania and having a hard straight up. Sasha heel turn on the Raw after Mania and letting them feud over several matches and several things throughout the spring. Dedicate the women on Raw, that whole thing around Sasha, Bailey. Like, make that a thing. That's possible. But I also really want to see them wrestle at Mania. Can we do that? I, I want to do that. I, I do too. That's that's really all I can say. I want to see that at WrestleMania. Give it 10 to 15. If you give it 10, they will go at a sprint, and they oh, will make it great. They will. John Cena shows up, says that The Undertaker still hasn't answered his challenge, and if he's retired, he should just say so and stay retired. Cena encourages a do-something chant, which actually happens. So, 
Wade Keller of Pro Wrestling Torch posted an interesting poll this week. Which Undertaker would you want to see come back? The option was uh, Dead Man, American Badass, either one, neither one. American Badass led the way at like 48%. I voted for that, and I was a little bit surprised. When all is said and done, I'm sure Dead Man will be the most fondly remembered, but for the last 12 or 14 years now, that's all we've seen out of him. So when it came back in 04 and he was like medium-length-haired Western mortician again for a while, that was cool and it was different, and we've never seen anything else since then. I mentioned this on Twitter. I love, especially with the thing that you pointed out, that I'm sure WWE doesn't realize – but I damn well believe Undertaker realizes he left his hat, he left his gloves in the ring. Leave that there. Yeah. This is Undertaker's integrity being attacked. Yeah. You got Kid Rock there. If you want to make some real use of Kid Rock, you can make some real use of Kid Rock. Yeah. He sings the damn theme. Yeah. Horrible what he did to Sad But True. Yeah. But, which, which is irony. Complete irony that the song was called Sad But True, and he did that. But you have him there, and if it's in the context of Undertaker, sure. Fuck it. Bring in Fred Durst. Do a medley. Who's the guy that's saying, you've done it now? Get him there, too. Don't care. you got to extend that entrance to like 40 minutes somehow. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I would love to see, love to see American Badass Undertaker. Just, yeah. Why not? Then you can kind of humanize him yeah. for now. And you don't have to tiptoe around all that stuff. But I also wonder if they would do that so close to his Raw 25 appearance where he wasn't that. Well, that's the whole thing is that Raw 25, he wasn't anything. Like he, he, he still ha- – he came out and he was – he had a hood. Like he wasn't wearing the dead man coat or the gloves or the hat because, as I said on the Raw 25 – post show he left all that shit in orlando like that's gone he doesn't have that stuff anymore it's not with him so he doesn't have it so he's not wearing it so he could be anything he wants at mania um if it's american badass that's fine have him whatever ridiculously absurdly long ramp they got have him drive a harley down that thing as as slow as possible so we can get all of kid rock Brand new Hall of Fame inductee Kid Rock singing that song as he goes down to the ring. Or you can do my personal favorite, which is the Big Evil, um, because I I love that song. Um, And that's the version that he was when Cena had his rookie match, his his debut match. He, he, He almost got Kurt Angle. He comes backstage. He gets dapped up by the then champion Undertaker. Like to have that be like a symmetry of that, of all that way back. Cena has his debut match, and and that's that's the guy he meets backstage. To that's the guy he faces at WrestleMania thirty four. All those years later, that would be an amazing circle that they could do. Which I don't think WWE gives a shit about, but I think Mark Calloway does. I think he would think that was really cool. You know what I mean? Uh, that kind of storytelling. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't think it should be the dead man Not, with a cowboy hat and the long leather duster and the big gloves. I don't think that should be it anymore. Well, he have to cut his hair. well, he wouldn't have to, I guess he was American badass with 
long he did. hair at one point too. Yeah, he was. Also, he's got to bring back the denim shirt. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> 2018 is the year of bad flame wrestling gear. Kane really solidifies that. Hammers at home. He comes out, choke slams old Johnny Boy, and we got a match next week. Sure. Here's yeah, Kane, 432 years old, still doing it. <laughs> well, how long ago was it that um, that Braun Strowman murdered Kane by dropping the whole stage on him? And then they said that they took him to a to a to a medical facility, and he just left the medical facility and was he crawled. He they crawled said, crawled off into the night, and now he's back with with. I, I just I want them to say the last we heard of Kane, he was crawling away from a medical facility on this date, and then I just wanted to do that because it would it would it would bring context to the whole thing. Um, this was fine. Um, we're gonna have you know John Cena beat Kane next week, and I I. He was just, he's just, he comes out, just, hey, take her. Come on, do anything. Like, sit a casket rolling down here. Or do do that weird, that the gong thing. Yes, I, I, I tried to figure out a way of saying this, but just John Cena wants that dong so bad. He just wants the dong, man. And he can't get it. He wants the dong. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, yeah, I, I hope we don't see Taker at all until Mania. I hope he comes out, and the first time we see him, he's American badass or whatever he is. But I'm glad that I had my mic muted <laughs> over. Give him the dong. Uh, J- January 29th was when Kane was murdered by Braun Strowman. Wow, that's a long time ago. Miz cuts is typical. I should be the poster boy promo. Usually I like Miz promos, but this one was, it was obviously to push WrestleMania magazine. And, well, yeah, but he should totally be on the cover of WrestleMania magazine. Yeah. Like 75 people on that cover. Yeah, sure. He should be. Whatever. He's interrupted by Balor and the Good Brothers who have separate entrances for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out, joins commentary. He notes that a win at WrestleMania would make him a Grand Slam champion. Another pretty basic match. I am still a big fan of flying babyface Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he could do that stuff because it's been a long time since the guy was a babyface. Balor hits a dive on uh, multiple people, which I always like better. Then he rolls up Miz for the win. Miz Taraj attacked Balor after the match. Seth Rollins makes the save, stomps the Miz, which, I mean, even though Miz Taraj attacked them, it's still three on three there. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. He and Balor face off. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's it's billed for this match that I'm sure is going to rock the shit at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting for them to make it into a ladder match because I just feel like they're, that's, the, that's the most obvious one to, to, to do. Um, oh, I think SmackDown ladder, SmackDown tag titles. That would be great, too. Uh I'm 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 all for that as well. Um, I just feel like you know there's a lot more jumpity, floppity, fippity things off of um, a ladder for for the for, particularly for Rollins and uh, and Finn. Anyway, um, yeah, this is fine. Uh, we're just this is the thing about what they do with 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 Mania builds is sometimes they give you okay. Here are the three guys. Don't you want to see them wrestle at Mania? Yeah, we do. Great. Um, they're going to basically do nothing but look at each other and point at a sign for the next three weeks. Like, eh, I feel like you could easily set up the match with like, 
two weeks before Mania, and then we wouldn't have to get all this like running in place stuff. But whatever. Yeah, I, I think this match is going to be real good if it gets even ten minutes, though. <clears throat> yeah, Mark Henry is in the Hall of Fame. I am thrilled with this. Came out from a leaked version of that that magazine <laughs> recently. I, I did a news video on it today, but I loved his work in like 2011 with the Big oh, Show. His Hall of Pain run, thing, man. Oh boy, the Hall of Pain run was just incredible. Not only that, he should have won the WWE Championship from John Cena after the fake retirement promo because that was one of the greatest one-night builds in the history of pro wrestling, in my estimation. He showed up. He faked a retirement. That's it. That could have been six days before the match. You make it. He wins the title. He's a monster heel. All you needed. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't go with it. I really wish they would have given him the Andre win at in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Uh, your thoughts on Mark Henry before we move on? Uh, I love Mark Henry, man. This guy, what what a great serviceable dude for so long. Fa- found Bianca Belair, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, if you look at um, Braun Strowman's Twitter, like found Braun Strowman, basically. Well, like, said, he, he also found Pete Rosenberg, so... <laughs> True. So Hall of Fame revoked. They they they, they can't <laughs> all be winners. So anyway, um no, uh listen, um the Hall of Pain thing in the twenty twenty eleven, like he showed up in like what ninety five, ninety six, and so all those years later, he had the greatest run of his career in twenty eleven and with the Hall of Pain, which was like all time great run. Um, which which is what I was watching that going, you know, there's hope if guys like Rusev can stick around, you know, for, like if they're not getting, we think these guys who are youngish, um, upper mid-carters aren't getting their due. Maybe there's a chance that later in their career, they could luck into something excellent and just have an all-time great run because that was what Mark Henry was. Like, he yeah. he was good. He had some European title runs and whatever it was in, in the Attitude Era. He was sexual chocolate. He fathered a hand. But there were, like, other uh, – he was really good for a while, but he wasn't great. They wouldn't let him be great until they let him be one of the greatest heel champions. Like, just yeah, he was wrecking dudes. Oh. And this is the thing, like I was with, he's one of those guys where you watch him and they, they allowed him to be the world's strongest man, just throwing guys all over the place, wrecking, breaking rings with the big show's body. And then a couple of years later, they ask you to believe that he can't beat anybody. Yeah, It's one of those yeah. things that I, that's the thing that I wish that they would figure out a way of making it a little bit more consistent with, with this guy who's this strong, can beat anyone in the world, but then he can't beat anybody because we don't need him to. Um, when was his last match? I'll find like, out really quick because it feels like it feels like forever ago. But um, but I, I really feel like here's the thing would be really cool, but they're not going to do it because they're just not going to do it. Is figure out a way, especially if Braun is supposed to lose the tag match, have him pick Mark Henry to go out there for one last match. I don't think they'll do that. But uh, well, unless he, unless he has a Hall of Fame speech that knocks people's socks off. His last singles match was against Braun. Wow. Uh, February 13th, uh, he did per- he participated in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He was in the Royal Rumble before that. 
Other than that, he wrestled once in December 2016, once in October, once in September, once in August 2016, and uh, was just really inconsistent before that. Didn't he? He just stopped being full time. Yeah, I think you give him a send away because Mark Henry is the type of guy who can show up and he can still do the things that he once did, unless like maybe his knees are bad. I don't know. That's true. Somebody asked me, Sean, did you see the <laughs> Riddle versus Ellsworth announcement for Joey Janela's spring break? I did. It was great. And I have an exclusive interview up with Joey or coming up with Joey Janela very soon. I'm hoping I can get, uh, hoping I can get Riddle too, but our schedules are having trouble matching up. But yes, I did see that. Stay tuned for my Janela interview. WWE did a badass Ronda Rousey video. Now, she didn't appear before the live crowd here. So this is, again, not what they have advertised. Card subject to change. This was great. They addressed her losses. They addressed her successes. They addressed her attitude. And uh, beyond talking about how good this is, they should be doing one of these a week on a superstar, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, at least once a week. I put put it on Twitter, like, tell me why Becky Lynch took, like, five or six years off from wrestling in her mid-20s. Because a lot of people don't know that it even happened. Uh, Let me know how Sheamus wrestles with spinal stenosis. If you want a reason for Baron Corbin to be such a dickhead all the time, maybe it's because he got cut from his dream job, where he really wanted to be, the NFL. Mojo Rawley, the same. Explain how Mo, uh, Sammy felt when he gave up the mask beyond, uh, you know, with all at the risk of making all the generico is in Mexico tweets. I get it. Yeah. More of this because WWE's real good at it, Alex. This surprised the hell out of me in a great way. Like I was watching this and I was going, okay, yeah, this is really good. They're having her kind of shoot on why she's a badass. Um, but I don't know how they can expect us to forget those losses. Oh my God, she's talking about the losses. Yeah. Like, I did not think they were going to address that at all because it humanizes her so much and she can't be the most badass woman on the planet is what they try and present her as. But I think she can be that. Yeah. And also have this. Both of those things are in her. And using the motivation of how low she felt after her losses and the end of her MMA career as a motivation to then go to the WWE and turn over a new leaf and start something new. That felt real and, you know, to use a better phrase, raw and, and just open to like, just to let people see her like that. Like that was all There was a guy named Brock Lesnar, who was a giant draw in the UFC and he lost two times in a row. Mm-hmm. And he went back to WWE. And a lot of people said, oh, he's going there because he can't cut it in MMA. Mm-hmm. And then like four or five years later, he's like, you know what? I think I'll do this MMA thing again. And regardless of how he got that victory, yeah. he got a victory, which was later turned to a no contest. But I'm not saying Ronda Rousey would go back. But just because a couple of dipshits, quite frankly, who don't know what they're talking about as it pertains to MMA – think that she's lost all credibility because she lost to two of the greatest women's fighters ever. You know, whatever. Um, I, and by the way, I do know that Rousey appeared in front of the live crowd, but not on TV. Yeah. And that was, that was sort of advertised by WWE several weeks ago 
yeah. on their website. Right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Whatever. Ultimate deletion. This was shot better than regular WWE matches as it relates to in-ring work. That in-ring work leaves plenty to be desired. I'll say that. Vanguard 1 creates a distraction, and Hardy attacks Bray Wyatt with a chair. He then causes Wyatt to have flashbacks of his home, which was burned down by Randy Orton. I can't wait to talk about this. Go ahead. They oh. made use of that footage. Oh my God, man! This First, was. Uh, let me let me get this out of the way. No, do please. A lot of people are going to hate this. Oh yeah. Let me get this out of the way, guys. If you've never seen this before, it's supposed to be bad. Yeah. It's supposed to be corny. Michael Cole apologized to you before it happened. Yeah. That's it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Saying it's bad, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's just what it is. There are a lot of people, though, that will 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 look at this and remember very fondly the final deletion and whatever, well, total deletion where they had the tag tournament and Bobby Lashley and Eddie Edwards fighting out in the woods. And they will think, well, it's not bad enough. I wanted it to be more bad. And I'm like, okay, so this is a WWE-ified version of this. And everything that you see in there that that was an inside joke from the earlier stuff in TNA, that's all I, I have to believe it's all Matt Hardy like staying true to this as much as they would let him. He like, has uh he has tried, I mean, I know that he and Bray lobbied really hard to make this yeah. happen the way that they wanted. And I don't think they had quite the freedom that they would have liked, especially as it pertains to TNA. I didn't like this as much as the TNA ones. I no. really didn't. But I still liked it. I had fun watching it. Yeah. The, from the very beginning, the, the stuff that happened before the commercial, where it was Bray walking to the ring, and he gets there, and, and Matt Hardy hits him with the, Bray Wyatt, I knew you'd come. Like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Like, I'm ready to go. Because you have to know that that's the thing that Matt Hart, Broken Matt Hardy says to people when they show up to fight him on the compound. Like, that's that's great. Um, the stuff that they did with Bray Wyatt in the dilapidated city, which you wouldn't know that what the hell that was unless you watched one of, like, 17 one-minute videos that, that Matt Hardy released over the weekend. Um, but there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, there's a bunch of, houses that are run down on his property that he calls the his city whatever yes he gets there and he's he realizes that like he doesn't remind you anything and it reminds him of the wyatt compound which burned to the ground like a year ago and and to have like the the continuity from that randy orton story brought up today where he's a completely different guy he's on a different show like it's a completely different thing that's so rare in the WWE that I just, I smiled at it. Cause I was like, yeah, Bray Wyatt is absolutely the kind of guy, like the, the performer who would really want that history to be continued. And they not only have that, but later on, we're going to see his catchphrase from a John Cena program from like five years ago comes back. Like they're doing really cool stuff. And I have hope that they're going to do something more with this. The consequences of this match will be felt for Bray Wyatt coming out of this in some way, uh, because it really does feel like they're trying to not only get over the broken Matt Hardy gimmick in WWE, but also kind of resurrect Bray Wyatt in some way as well. 
So the land of obsolete men is the corniest shit I've ever seen, but it fits here. It's so great. It's a Scooby-Doo gag. It's them running in and out of the of the hallway doors, but it's behind the uh, graveyard gravestones. It's fantastic. If WWE wanted to actually debut the sister Abigail alter ego, this is the place and the environment for it. That's how you would do it. They wrestle into Hardy's warehouse where there's a white piano. Hardy attacks Wyatt with a ladder and tries to run over him with a lawnmower. No, with the mower of lawns. Yes. <laughs> Wyatt instead burns Hardy's face. With the engine. This is so great. <laughs> and then he says, quote, Skarsgård, my dilapidated friend. It can't end this way. Vanguard 1 distracts Bray and Senor Benjamin and uh, Brother Nero both appear. Matt wins with the twist of fate. Matt then pushes Bray Hardy or Bray Wyatt into the lake of reincarnation, and Senor Benjamin can't find him. Matt Hardy says that he has or that Wyatt has been deleted. Hulk Hogan actually takes to Twitter to say that he has also been deleted in what appears to be an endorsement of the segment. <laughs> uh, while this aired live, we got the Rousey thing uh, in Dallas and an Elias versus Braun match, so they didn't see this. Hmm. Overall, like I said, I didn't enjoy this as much as the TNA one, right. but I liked it. It was fun. I respected the hell out of these two guys for, for doing it their way as much as WWE brass would let them. Um, and it, that's the thing is that I, I, as the more and more I watch professional wrestling, the more and more I try and find the little tweaks where, where the wrestlers take pride in their craft, where the writers don't let them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I, like, not just like, I'm going to get my shit in, but how can I tell a better story for the audience than go out here and get squashed tonight? You know what I mean? Like, what is, what is, what is the overarching thing that I'm trying to do with my character? And, and these guys, they, God bless them. They, they tried, like they tried some really cool stuff with this and you got to respect their creativity. Um, I'm hoping, I mean, listen, they flipped over a damn boat and underneath is Senor Benjamin, the gardener. His father-in-law, Matt Hardy's father-in-law, holding an, what appeared to be an inflatable globe. And he says, he's got the whole world in his hands. And he throws, <laughs> and like, that's, that's, so, that's so inside, man. Like, when was the last time Bray Wyatt pulled that shit out? Like, two years ago? But it was a major deal with this feud with John Cena, where, like, they had a little boy in a druid costume who sang it to him and caused a distraction <sighs> victory. Like, it's a major thing. Like, but that's that's his history. So... Now that he's been deleted, I'm hoping he shows up at some point, maybe at Mania or something during the Battle Royal. Maybe there's something there where where he he he's this thing isn't over between him and Hardy, but yeah. now he's going to be a different version of himself. Yeah, maybe I don't I don't want back. them to have their own thing unless it's segments throughout right. WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't want, I don't need a Hardy Wyatt match at Mania. I, them the Battle Royal would be fine with me. I'm totally fine with him coming back. Not as Husky Harris. Come on, that 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 no. But what about the guy we all loved, like El Hijo de IRS? <laughs> but but like the version of him with the white pants and the and the and the Hawaiian shirt and the trilby hat. Do a nice like, reset. Like yeah, that was the that was the guy who was like you believed the shit he was saying. Now he's like I'm a god. Yeah, and you're, I, I you're miss. Not, I miss the clapping with the theme and all of that stuff, which kind of went away with the the fireflies and stuff. Yeah. You can't clap with the phone in your hands, but yeah. Oh my gosh, 
That was Monday Night Raw, guys. Of course, we have a post-Smackdown show. We have our Wednesday show, The List and Your Boy, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Myself, owner of Fightful.com, Jimmy Van. We also have some premium content coming for you. If you want a chance to support Fightful, we have some very exclusive stuff coming your way. I filmed the 90 Minutes with a familiar face recently that will be a part of that service. Also, if you're in MMA, we have the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. And I'm doing that midweek show, NXT 205 Live, Ring of Honor, stuff like that. Check that out. Give it some love, like, subscribe, all that. But don't forget, this Sunday, I'll be here for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolved post show. This show was brought to you by LivingSharp.com. If you're maybe flustered on a gift idea, a little confused, don't know what to get, head over to LivingSharp.com. They have gift ideas for any occasion at any price. And really, you can conjure any emotion out of those. So go check out our friends over at LivingSharp.com. Check out our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited as well. They do a lot of cool work and uh, help us out a lot as well. Alex, where can they follow you on social media? You had an article about AJ Styles' hair. I did. Yes. Uh, AJ Styles professed uh, that he is just, you know, he uses the uh, the hotel shampoo. You know, what wherever he's at. And then he, like, blow dries his hair. Uses a straightener, maybe, and there he goes. That's it. But as we, as was proven last week, in a in a in a tell-all video by from Natalia's uh, social media, that was all proven to be a lie, a lie. And I've blown the lid off the conspiracy immediately. Assigned that to Alex. I was like, <laughs> you have to. Uh, so you can read about all about that at the uh, fightful.com. Uh, and they can follow me at Palowski the Fourth. You all can follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Guys, go over to FightfulWrestling.com. We have an exclusives tab. You head over there. You click that little tab. You'll see exclusives that I have about the fabulous Moolah controversy. Uh, Wikipedia fact check with Jack Swagger. I did an interview with Taya of Lucha Underground and Impact Wrestling. Did one with Mason Ryan. We have confirmed wrestling contract expiration dates, an injury report, I have exclusive stuff up with uh, Jimmy Jacobs with UFC stars talking about Ronda Rousey in the WWE. Punishment Martinez is Ring of Honor. And of course, every week I got the Fightful Wrestling Weekly that comes at you guys with about a thousand words worth of exclusives, behind the scenes stuff. In addition to that, stuff with Colt Cabana, Rhett Titus, Allie and Braxton from Impact Wrestling. Fightful.com is where to be. Make sure you join us all WrestleMania weekend. I'm doing show after show after show. I think three in one night on Saturday night. And of course, our post-WrestleMania show. Until next time, we're out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 